Good morning, everyone. Uh, so my friends, um, we'll take a look at these scriptures. Um, last night, we celebrated the vigil uh, for the solemnity today. And uh, you will probably hear uh, Father Mock spoke for a long time last night, and it was very impassioned. And sometimes those kind of homilies take a lot from the preacher. And so uh, I'm not going to do that this morning. I'm still kind of wiped out from last night in that homily. <laughs> and I, you can give thanks to God that I won't preach that long then today, <laughs> if you wish. So my friends, then, um, our first reading from Genesis tells us what happened, what caused the rift, what caused the challenge, what caused the problem, what was that great stain of original sin. It was great disobedience. It was great distrust uh, that happened. And the second reading tells us that we are predestined. God already had chosen us, uh, and that means he had a plan in place. And that plan uh, would become one of the greatest love stories ever spoken about, ever written about, about God and his people. The Immaculate Conception of Mary is part of the plan that, G that the Father put in place to rectify what had happened. And so the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, um, Mary is conceived immaculate, meaning she does not have the stain of original sin. My friends, I have an icon here in front, and I've learned not to ask question anymore what you see. Uh, because last time I said, do you know what this is? And people said, yes, uh, that's Mary and that's Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> No, no, that's St. Anne, the mother of Mary, and the little person is Mary. And this is, makes reference to her birth. Now, it gets confusing because the scriptures talk about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. But uh, so people get confused. They think the Immaculate Conception refers to Jesus. And it doesn't refer to Jesus. It refers to Mary. But everything has to be about Jesus. So... Uh, if you wonder why icon, the artists who do icons, sometimes what they do mostly, whenever they want to show you the baby Jesus or like the baby Mary, they don't show a baby, they show a little human. <laughs> it just implies that they, well, I don't know. It's just one of those things. We can talk about it for three hours about icons. But this is Mary, the little one, and the larger one is St. Anne. That's her mom. And... Uh, so uh, the Immaculate Conception is actually speaking about something that God did for Mary and, um, or to Mary uh, for us, really. And um, she would become the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ as the angel announced. And my friends, if this concept of the Immaculate Conception is difficult to understand, it was difficult in the beginning days. Um, our early mothers and fathers and the, the Holy Ones had trouble, including St. Bernard and St. Thomas, had difficulty with the idea of the Immaculate Conception. They saw Jesus as the Savior of all human creation, without exception. And this is true. If Mary had been conceived immaculate it would then seem that Mary did not need the redeeming grace of Jesus, her son. But that, and so the early Holy Fathers of the church said that's not, a, that's not possible, that's unacceptable. 
uh, to contemplate. So then finally, a theologian by the name, we know him as Scotus, but his name is John Scotus. Uh, he came at a solution. He gave an analogy uh, about human experience and about this, and Scotus, what he did was he observed that a physician is hailed who can cure an illness, but the physician is even more highly regarded if he can prevent the illness. Jesus, as the Savior of all creation, including Mary, because Mary is born like us. Don Scotus said, what God did was use the form of preventative medicine. And even though Mary preceded Jesus in time and was born before Jesus in this world, and before he had done his Paschal mystery, Mary came under his redemptive power. Nonetheless, Mary was preserved free from the sin of original, the original sin by the foreseen merits of her son. She was in God's eternal plan. In the moment of her conception in the womb of St. Anne, Mary was, through a singular act of God's grace, preserved free from original sin and its effects. Mary's Immaculate Conception also shows us the gratuity of our own calling by God. That gratuity is expressed in the second reading from the letter to Ephesians. God chose us in Christ before the world began to be his adopted children. We cannot merit this. It has to be gift. Becoming the children of God the Father is the gift to us, and it begins to present itself through the Immaculate Conception, which was gift to Mary. Mary did nothing, could do nothing. But as Revelation tells us, nothing that is stained can come into the presence of the Almighty One. And Jesus, who is God, needed another temple in order to come into this world, and not one that is stained. It cannot be. And for those who say, well, this is all impossible, <laughs> yeah, well, the Scripture just said all things are possible to God. Don't try to limit him about what he's going to do or will do. So my friends, it is a difficult concept to understand. For the children are like, no, God can do anything he wants. We were all like that, huh? So my friends, this gift to the world, when Mary said yes, she, wasn't, she said yes to God, and she would do it over and over and over again. What she didn't quite understand was her yes to God was going to help the relationship of all people to God. And so my friends, in 1854, Pope Pius IX wrote what we call dogma. He proclaimed it, and he said, now Catholics will have to come to accept this. And it was around Mary's Immaculate Conception. The doctrine had been celebrated liturgically, meaning by Mass and stuff, um, and became one of uh, the holy days of obligation for our church so that we could come and praise God for what God has done and give honor to the mother of the Son of God, 
Mary. And this great gift, this movement, to the, and this became very, very hard. And so, my friends, and you don't have to believe what I'm about to tell you, but uh, Mother Church has. And uh, because this was so difficult and it was a problem for people to come to understand, something happened. A saint. Well, at the time, we didn't know she was a saint, but St. Catherine Lavore would be visited by Our Lady. And she kept it a secret. Only her confessor knew. And the lady said, I want you to do something. My son, actually she said, my son wants you to do this. Because it's always about her son. To have a medal struck, and on it will be an image of a lady. <laughs> you know a lady. Too. And on it will be, O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. The American conception, in other words. And she kept it quiet. But then uh, Our Lady became more insistent with her. But all the while, there were what we consider to be miracles attributed to it, the miraculous medal and Our Lady's intercession. It wasn't only until uh, on her deathbed she begins to reveal everything. Now her confessor has known the whole time what was going on. He didn't believe her at first. Uh, but then Jesus made it perfectly clear to him. <laughs> Pay attention to Catherine and what she is saying. And my friends, uh, that was in 1830, that was in Paris. And uh, after the declaration, devotion to the Immaculate Conception was intensified because of what was being seen around um, this apparition and the miraculous medal. The world came to believe and understand more, but not all. And then something incredible happened again to a little girl named Bernadette. Bernadette Subaru. A lady would appear to her. And the lady would speak to her, and she was to deliver a message to her priest. <laughs> Isn't that fun? The priest would give it, give this to the priest and tell him to do what I tell, <laughs> tell you. So I listen now all the time. <laughs> Just and so finally. Uh, the priest, because the church demanded to know, who are you talking to? Who does the lady say she is? And Bernadette said the lady didn't say who she was. So they asked, what does she look like? Does she look like the statue in the church? And Bernadette said, no, no, she doesn't look like the statue in the church. She has rosy cheeks and she talks and she laughs and she smiles, meaning she's alive, this Bernadette said, the statue is not alive. It's a, made of marble. So finally, they said, we demand to know who she is. Who is talking to you and telling us to do these things? And Our Lady said to Bernadette, I am the Immaculate Conception. Which Bernadette had no idea what she was talking about. I don't know what that means. She asked again, I'm sorry, who are you? 
Tell them, I am the Immaculate Conception. Well, the church had a big problem with that because a person can't be an event and an action. But yet, this is what the lady said. So that they would come to believe and understand what God had done. Now, under the title of the Immaculate Conception, she has become the patroness of the United States of America. And the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception invites us to give thanks and praise to God for all that God has done, for his wondrous deeds, and for the privilege granted to Mary as the most favored daughter. At the same time, we are urged to praise and thank God for the wonder which he has made for us. What is that, Father? He has made us his children. Mary, humble and ever the handmaid of the Lord, does not desire to draw us to herself. She desires that we go to her son. Thus, we should never think that the gift of the Immaculate Conception is some easy or cheap grace that was given to Mary. That is a wrong way to understand. Far from protecting her from the joys and pains in this world, she suffered greatly. It led her to a deeper experience of everything. She was not immune from suffering or hurt or disappointment. And thus Mary becomes a great example and disciple to us in spite of what this world would do she would remain faithful to God. She would remain with her son in all things. She would never doubt. She would not question. She certainly wouldn't turn her back. She just remained faithful. Mary shows us what true worship of God is. It consists of making one's life an offering to God. Mary's Yasins is, is an example of loving obedience, different from Eve in the garden, different from Adam in the garden. She shows us it is possible with God's grace to walk in holiness and to remain faithful. To remain faithful always. And I give you the final words recorded in Scripture attributed to Mary. It comes from John's Gospel. And there she says, Listen to my son and do whatever he tells you to do. Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to you. My friends, last evening one of the things I did was I tried to bring that which is impossible to understand to a practical level. And one of the simplest things I can tell you and the people laughed, and I said, if you had the ability to make your own mother, wouldn't you make her perfect? Guess what? Jesus has the ability to make his own mother. Of course, he made her perfect based on what the Father was doing and knowing that he was going to give his life for all, including his mother. That's just kind of baffling because of the linear time. 
but his grace and what he would do would reach into the past and move into the future. So in a very simple way, of course, his mother will be covered by it. Because what do we say about Moses and stuff, right? He's very much alive in speaking. The salvific action reaches back to the believers. So there we go, folks. If you can make your own mom, you would make her perfect. Jesus has an ability. That alone should explain. But as it is, for those who believe, no explanation is necessary. And for those who do not, no explanation will ever do. Friends, in the gospel, it says that uh, Eve became the mother of all the living, of us, and thus passed that on to us. But then would it not follow that Mary, who is the mother of Jesus, and you are the brother and sister of Jesus, would it not follow then? She becomes your spiritual mother for all who are baptized and believe in her son. And if so, can you not call then on her? She will direct you to her son if you get lost. <laughs> she will help and guide you. And as the scripture told us in the Magnificat, forever would her name be blessed for generations to come. And so it has. Amen.